can't never stop working hard. Each day I feel I have to improve. Hard work, determination. I've got to keep pushing myself. Welcome to Hiya, the only podcast that spikes its eggnog with schedule. <laughs> Daddy, why is there a cobra in the punch bowl? <laughs> Episode 26, recorded December 2nd, as well. 2012 starts now. Schedule <laughs> uh, uh, snake wine, for those of you guys that don't know. <laughs> yep. Good for what ails you in the winter. I'm wishing I had a shot of it right now. I bet. <laughs> Oh, let's see. We've got a, another fantastic show coming up for you folks. Um, yes, we do. We got a discussion topic. Greetings and salutations. Salutations. <laughs> well, we're basically going to talk about uh, salutations in martial arts and their mm-hmm. significance and drill down into some of it. See what we can get out of that. Sounds good. Um, we're going to have a news, news, news section. Hey, hey. And... Uh, before we get going, really, uh, I want to go back and remind you folks, because uh, this should still be before the time has come, that Sabo Steve is doing a blood drive. <laughs> Are you practicing your sponsorship bit? Hey, this is for a good cause. <laughs> I know. Shut the fuck up over there. <laughs> Oop, explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I'm, I'll be lucky if I don't vomit on Mike tonight. Uh, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> I keep a streak going though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So look uh, for the event page at uh, on Facebook at New York Combat Sambo Blood Drive. Just enter that in the search field. You'll get all the information you need. They're giving stuff away if you pre-register. They're gonna have cool. milk and wrestling cookies when you get there. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good good time for everyone, I'm sure. And yeah. it's for a really good cause for all those people that got whacked by Sandy and that's right. Many vital dis- uh, uh, services were disrupted from gasoline uh, all the way to having adequate supplies of blood on hand. So, mm-hmm. if you are in the New York area, please take advantage of this. Uh, if you also, if you go to that uh, that Facebook page. You will find more details about the drive at large. If you happen to be somewhere out of that immediate area, you can cool. still take part in it. Your local area. Yeah. Right. So, has anything transpired in the last 20 minutes or so we need to discuss before we really kick this sucker off? The pizza wasn't all that great. No, it wasn't. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, never to eat there. <laughs> no doubt. This is champagne lounge. You're supposed to have some hors d'oeuvres down there. Right? <laughs> no doubt. No I doubt. want me some shrimp wrapped in bacon next time. Get on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll hop right to it. Although the good thing about that pizza was, I think I can probably hold those two slices down. There you it go. Was so bland. Mm. I don't think it's going to bother me. <laughs> Whoo! All right. Well, on that note, folks, uh, we're going to go back and check the champagne lounge because I think I left my wallet on the bar. I but, think uh, you did, too. We'll be right back with our discussion topic about salutations and martial arts. Ball games in the refrigerator. Doors closed. Lights are out. Burn's getting hard! What is back and by? Pizza, pizza, by! Every minute, every second, bye, 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 bye! What is fun to buy? Pizza, pizza, by! Every minute, every second, bye, 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 bye! Pepperoni, angry peppers, mushrooms, olive chive. Pepperoni, angry peppers, mushrooms, olive chive. Meat therapy, therapy, advertising causes meat therapy, therapy, advertising. 
Okay, hi-ya, homunculi, we're back. Homunculi. You still don't know what it means, but you'll sing it for I know. me, won't you? I will, I will. <laughs> I think it's a short version of Dave. Yeah, that's what it stands for. <laughs> that's Latin for Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, that, this topic came up because uh, Craig was actually doing some work on this for his own stuff, and that's some really interesting material on the good old salutation. Now, we've all seen these. In the Kung Fu movies, at classes, everywhere. Um, and, you know, each style has its own little sort of distinctive twist it puts on its martial salute. Right. Uh, and uh, But the, the basis for that is really big in Chinese and Asian culture. Indeed. And uh, I think towards the end of this, we're going to get into how even in things like mixed martial arts, you're going to see salutations because of how the game works. Right. Part of the whole thing with the salutation is acknowledging where you are and what you're about to do mm-hmm. and letting everyone else know you're on the same page. So, you know, even if you don't have a fancy Kung Fu bow in, if you're tapping gloves before you do your thing, you got yourself a salutation. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're, you know, a fat little pig on the uh, farm and you talk with a talking spider frequently, mm-hmm. you, you know, you probably got some salutations in there as well. That's right. It's right there in the web. <laughs> Read it, folks. Read it and weep. That's right. Okay, so, Craig, why don't you get us kicked off? All right. Kick. <laughs> well, um, correct in, more like it. Yeah, no joke. In, uh, in the Chinese uh, culture, you know, you have uh, this typical thing that you'll see with a uh, kind of a fist and a palm, the Chinese fist palm method. Somehow that sounds a little dirty and sick, but, you know, that's how we roll. But the Chinese <clears throat> fist palm thing, where the right fist and the left palm kind of come together, um, you'll see it, like Dave mentioned, all over the place. Um, there's kind of two basic versions, even though you're going to find thousands of varieties on the Marshall version. And one is just your average civilian greeting. Um, and this is kind of, you know, very, very old. It's been going on for centuries and centuries in, in Asia, all about, um, where it's just kind of been a greeting a way to say thank you a way to uh, pop out and say um thank you all for coming you know whatever you you see this uh, very frequently and basically what it is your right hand makes a fist and then your left hand literally kind of covers it um you know just kind of clasps the whole fist and it's kind of shaken you know and and uh above your head to say thanks or greetings and that sort of thing and <clears throat> You'll see that not as frequently today, um, you know, because <laughs> just time moves right. on. The handshake has supplanted it for business yeah. purposes yeah. in most of the world. Now, let me ask you something here before we move away from this and into the Marshall stuff. Sure. Isn't often the civilian version of this, are, aren't the left and right hands often flipped? Yeah. So the right palm is open and the left is a fist? Well, it depends on who you ask and where you're talking about. You have specifically like Confucian scholars who have a specific way of doing that, and they also do it forward with the uh, thumbs on top and bent. Mm. Um, so you'll see that, but you'll also see the, the left and right um, flipped over for different reasons as well. Um, just Male kind of, versus female exactly. in some cases. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> that boils down to your yin yang classification of, of, you know, left and right type thing and female and male, um, type thing. But yeah, it's, and, and we'll go into it. You can see that the reasoning behind, um, 
these salutations, this basic hand structure, it applies both martially as well as to the civilian thing. Um, so you can easily kind of walk, look through history and the philosophy and see, you know, how this all plays out and why um, it would be used on a civilian manner as well. Um, but yeah, the basic greeting, uh, just if you're curious, you know, is called Zoyi um, in Mandarin or Jokyap in Cantonese. Um, and it's, it's pretty much just a type of greeting, sending forth a greeting. But the martial salute now is, um, the official term is called Wushu Bao Chen Li, uh, or Mosat Bo Kien Lai, uh, in Cantonese, and roughly translates to kind of Kung Fu courtesy of covering one's fist. Not much of a flowery thing. Um, but it, it literally, Wushu means, you know, martial arts, and Bao Chen is simply that greeting posture, and Lee is kind of the action of, of shooting it forth. Um, and that's interesting because uh, across cultures, even if they don't have this particular salute, which a lot of them don't, but like, you know, with uh, a lot of Western cultures, the handshake is typically always done with the right hand, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the hand that could, you know, most people are right-handed. So that's exactly. the hand that could be reaching for your dagger. Very good. And in this case, they're covering that fist and showing it to you to let you know that not only is my intent good, but it's right here where you can see it. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to sneak off with it while we're doing our greeting. And But I respect you enough to cover it. Right. You know, it, exactly. And not only is that Western, but that, you know, in this document I have right here that I made for my students, it's it's actually one of the reasonings behind the Chinese side, the practical reasoning, um, because if you look on the internet for their, you know, a Kung Fu school's explanation of this, you'll find hundreds of thousands of different explanations. Some pretty wacky, um, and some very boring. And you got routine. a wacky one for us, just out of curiosity. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't have to say where it comes from. Just give us the description. Yeah, they totally use the uh, like the kind of Taoist cheese puff thing of. Yeah, very much the yin and yang of, but specifically of male and female coming together pro, to produce the mystical union that we know as brotherhood. So yeah. you could use it as a pickup line too. Yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> Always all for that. No doubt, no doubt. But um, but yeah, it's uh, there's basically when you when you look around, you you'll find a bunch of different reasons, but there's about seven different categories that they'll fall into. Um, one would be the official standard, meaning kind of what China as a government uh, pimping their wushu and whatnot kind of says the reason is. There's what general martial arts or um, just kind of a general reasoning. There's the practical reasoning, which you just totally came up with, and you're completely correct. Uh, the, there's the yin-yang theory. You've got historical reasons, wuxia reasons, as in uh, the martial fiction uh, genre of media. And then, of course, philosophical reasonings. And, I mean, the official standard, <clears throat> let's first explain how the, the physical uh, formation of the hands is different from the general greeting. And it's the same thing with your right hand making a fist and your left hand is a palm. However, the left hand has to be straight uh, and the four fingers are pressed together and don't wrap over the back of the fist. They stand up kind of straight. And the thumb, interestingly enough, is uh, along the side of the hand, but it's bent. It, it should always be bent. Um, and that's kind of how, how it's made. And it, depending upon how, how high or low you throw this in space, um, basically between the middle of your, of your chest to your nose, tip your nose, um, can kind of indicate your, the amount of your respect 
that you have for this person in front of you. Um, in general, it's it's going to be no higher than the nose because uh, you want to be able to see past your hands, you know. Um, and you, for most time, you're kind of looking at the person uh, while you're doing this. However, if that, that reminds me very much of the Japanese bow mm-hmm. where you simply bend at the waist. But unless keep you're your really eyes. showing obeisance to someone, exactly, you have to be able to keep your eyes on them so you don't bend all the way down at the waist. Yeah. Unless you're really just like you could kill me if you need if you want because you're offering your neck is right, what you're doing right and the same thing with this if you cover your eyes you don't know what they're doing so. exactly yeah now there are times you know if you you're going to meet your teacher's teacher's teacher or some junk uh then you'll probably throw it above your head and bow your head down you know um when you meet him that sort of thing but not on the average but yeah and so there's all kinds of little conversations that can be had with between people just based on that you know a lot of people will do it to their uh, altars in their school, uh, do it before sparring, before practicing an application, uh, entering a school, you know, all that sort of thing. And and there's reasonings, you know, so long as the practitioner knows what the hell they're doing, that, you know, there's actual kind of hidden message, so to speak, on their level of commitment, if you will. But yeah, the, the official standard reasoning um, is that the open hand or the palm hand, the thumb that's bent, uh, is bent out of humility. Um, and kind of when you think of Chinese people, the, the custom one, if they point to themselves and say, I, they don't do it with their index finger, they do it with their thumb. Um, and so that's why you're bending that, that right. thumb. And if you watch the old Kung Fu movies, you'll see that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Point at their nose. Yeah. Make a fist <laughs> and point at your own nose with your thumb. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, and the four fingers, uh, kind of the palm, uh, symbolize the idea of uniting Kung Fu across the four directions, you know, via the avenue of our wonderful wushu.com, you know. And <clears throat> the general explanation that you'll find across the internet and across schools around um, that you'll hear in the West is kind of, here's my weapon, it's put away out of trust and respect. Uh, in short, the fist shows martial ability, the hand covers it to show civility. And the union of these symbols uh, kind of, you know, show uprightness or human justice, personal freedom while fully respecting the rights of others, all that kind of stuff. Another view um, that's more Chinese in nature, so you hear it, you know, coming from that region, is uh, that martial arts across the globe or, quote-unquote, the four oceans are of the same line and share the same goal. Um, And again, the thumb showing modesty or humility, that sort of thing. Um, also kind of when your arms are out, you know, you're pushing this, uh, this fist thing out in front of you, the elbows are bent and hanging low, um, as opposed to making a perfect circle. Um, a lot of times that kind of borders on the martial reasoning more so than anything else. Um, but it, it shows theoretically martial artists all across the globe are one family and all connected as a circle type of thing. And then, of course, you have the practical thing, which you, you know, already mentioned. The other aspect, um, more specifically in Chinese arts, is that, yeah, everybody was right-handed, but people had gongs, like we were talking about in training, and <clears throat> they would train more so with their right side or whatever their strength, you know, strong side would be. So when you think about people doing iron palm and whatnot or punching foo with the iron knuckles and whatnot, you know, they that's their weapon right there right <laughs> except for those oddball styles like uh footgar that mm-hmm. will lead everything with the left side yeah true indeed you got 
<laughs> and that's what it was for, though. Right. The southpaw to throw people off. Right. Um, even some – I talked with a buddy of ours in, in Choi Foot. Like a lot of the forms, they'll switch hands that the weapon, you know, is in just to screw with the opponent. But then, of course, you got the 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 explanation you hear more most often is the yin yang dynamics. Um, Sorry, before you move on, yeah. the whole switching hands thing. <laughs> all I have to say is, mm, Capavera's defense. <laughs> yes, but I have something to tell you. I am not left-handed either. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a little Princess Bride callback. Nice. Sorry, nice. we'll move along. No, I'm sure most of our uh, audience will be able to get that. That's a classic. But yeah, the uh, the yin yang thing. Now, interestingly enough, um, like you mentioned, that some styles will switch up which hand, you know, and so that should bring the question, well, if I'm going on the yin-yang theory, you know, isn't there a right way? The cool thing is there is not, um, because when you look at yin-yang, you know, in Chinese culture, you'll find it in the TCM stuff, the Chinese medicine, uh, the qigong, the kung fu, you know, all this stuff. Um, And even when you get really into the details, you'll find there's a huge debate. Right down the middle, people say, left is yin, and other people say, no, left is yang. You know, it depends on your school of thought and that kind of crap. Um, but yeah, you have, In other words, there's no empirical way of determining one exactly. way or the other. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, you know, yin-yang, everything is relative. It's all contextual based. So, you know, how can you, right. <laughs> how can yeah. you do that? But anyway, um, yeah, yin-yang, the idea of balance. And, and you've got one extreme thing going on, a fist and, you know, a hand. One's kind of martial, one's peace. And you put it together to show the yin-yang, the, the balance between the two. Um, a lot of people will also bring in the sun and the moon uh, to this. Uh, Which are their old yin-yang <clears throat> symbols. Exactly. Positive and negative, mm-hmm. sunny, shady. I've seen yin and yang translated in some older stuff as sunny, sunny and shady. Sunny shady side of the hill, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and, and like interestingly enough, the, the old word for sun is tai yang, which means great yang energy. And same thing for uh, moon, tai yin. Um, you know, so anyway, so that's the kind of coming together, you know, of the yin yang symbol. Um, the interesting thing about that, if you look at it from the sun and moon perspective, if you put those two Chinese characters or words, sun and moon, which are kind of the two brightest objects in the sky, right? You put them together, literally, it forms the word bright or brightness or illumination or to be illumined, that sort of thing. Um, and that word is Ming. So moving on to historical reasons <laughs> of this. You have another usage Down with the of the Qing, word. Restore the Ming. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> yeah, um, Qing Dynasty uh, was kind of the the one, the last dynasty that we had, pretty much uh, before the Republican era uh, ended in 1911. But uh, they had the quote unquote foreign Manchus that came in, took over. Um, you know, a lot of people weren't pleased with it. They wanted the Ming Dynasty back. You know, bring back the old good president or whatever. And um, so this was kind of like the secret handshake to say, you know, um, we're willing to kill people to get our Ming dynasty back. And we don't want the cops to know that we're doing this, you know. Now, in all the old Kung Fu movies, you see the the single finger Hungar associated salute mm-hmm. a lot of the time, too, which was also associated with that very same. Exactly. Um, technically, it's one Finger stabilize the nation, with, right? But one man, you know, do your part. Your vote can count, type of thing. 
Indeed, indeed. But yeah, so um, that's you know kind of the interesting play on words to the Ming Dynasty. It's the Bright and Lumen Dynasty, whatever. Uh, but also the Yin Yang Sun Moon reference. Uh, so that always goes together. And just if you're curious, the uh, uh, for the oppose the Ming, you know, I mean oppose the Qing, restore the Ming phrase in Chinese. Uh, technically, it's called Fan Qing Fu Ming. Um, or Fanjing Footming in in Cantonese, right? Um, yeah, and then moving along, you have of course Wuxia reasons, and Wuxia's you know uh, all your books, your movies, and all that stuff, but um, mainly your books way back in history, the the big Chinese classics that we've all heard about, but are terrified to read the whole thing because Water Margin, Bingo, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I've read that whole thing. Have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, Shui Hu Chen, um, Heroes of the Water Margin, um, kind of is the association with the concept of wanderers living in uh, technically what they call the Jianghu, which means rivers and lakes, but it, it represents the idea of the traveling, wandering swordsman or martial artist type thing. Um, and a lot of uh, references in there, you know, another name for this book is called All Men Are Brothers because – that's one of the biggest thing is brotherhood, dying for people you love, making sacrifices, doing all this kind of stuff. Yep. You know, all the uh, all the good woo duh stuff, basically. Um, but also, of course, you know, it's also where the, some of the triad stuff grew out of. So, you know, honor among thieves and all that. Anyway, the reason this ties in is <clears throat> so Jianghu means rivers and lakes, and that's what they used to call this whole thing. Well, the five fingers of the right fist uh, are said to represent the five lakes, or wuhu. Um, in ancient Chinese geography, there's only kind of five main lakes. Um, you know, but it was one of those uh, ancient geographies, just like, you know, China's center of the universe. You know? Right, or like the ones you'd see in the West where Eden was somewhere in the Carpathians. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing, you know, just kind of uh, mythic, but cool, you know, and easy to explain, I guess. Um, and the four uh, straight fingers of the left hand represent the four C's or kind of uh, the four cardinal directions, you know. Uh, together, they represent the entire uh, world, kind of a union of everything encompassed within the five lakes and the four seas. And the Chinese kind of knew this is the world. So across the five lakes and four seas, all men are brothers. That uh, is a line from the book and also a direct reference to this kind of shit. And then, of course, you have the philosophical reasons, like I mentioned about uh, Confucius, the Confucian ideal of perfection through pursuit of both scholarly and martial um, the Win Wu that we talked about several episodes ago. Um, and technically it's called, you know, Win Wu Shuang Chan, uh, which just means study both of them. Literally, it, yeah. <laughs> literature, martial, both study. You know? It's good advice. Yeah, it <laughs> Generally is. speaking. And, and even, uh, I mean, a lot of cats have, have brought that back up. I mean, we had the Chin Wu, the Koshu Association. We had, uh, uh the Tai Chi guy, Chin Man Ching, you know, his eight excellences and all that kind of stuff. It's. That's good stuff. But, uh, yeah, Com Confucius himself stated the need for a true gentleman to be a master of both the scholarly and the martial so that, should the need arise, he could lead arm armies to defend his family and country. And Confucius was, you know, he was a horseman and archer and all that kind of stuff, so he was big into it. But in this explanation, the right hand represents the martial component of a martial artist, Wu, whilst the left hand represents the more scholarly pursuits of a person, Wen or Man. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of your 
philosophical bits and, and, and all that. So that's, those are your main reasons, but you'll see this being used, you know, typically in a martial arts context, um, obviously. Um, but you'll also see them hidden in forms. This is kind of uh, big in, in Chinese martial arts, the opening and the closing of forms. Or um, if it's not a form per se like in Bagua, um, you'll do something different. But it's still an opening to like your session, so to speak. Before you close out, you do a, a different type of thing. Um, but this kind of bouchen or, or greeting, you'll see in, in, in northern Shaolin, you'll see it in Hungar, you'll see it, you know, all over the place, but with different flavors and junk. It's funny, you know, the, the systems that I don't really see it in mm-hmm. are the internals. True. True indeed. There's no formal, I mean, we do it sometimes at class, especially, and we'll get around to this in a second, but yeah. where you're using that to signal something to the person entering the game with you, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so we'll use it occasionally in those circumstances if we're about to spar or something just to mm-hmm. show intent, you know. Right. Uh, but it's not built into any of the forms. Yeah, Whereas true. all of the external stuff I've done has a version of it mixed in there. Well, to me, I, I, I see, you know, I see something more, quote unquote, internal as pack down the quote unquote chi. I mean, you're, there's always the rise and fall of the hands, you know. Always, yeah. At the beginning and closing, yeah. And that's the way they'll explain it, or just get grounded, get rooted, get yeah, ready to do it. Does go. do that part, the yeah. you know, the gather and press down mm-hmm. is pretty common. You know, some of them are different, like the the animal intro for Shing Yi is different. Oh, is it? At least in uh, yeah, in the in the Hubei version we know, right? Um, but the basics for like the five fists and you know the the linking forms are you know basically just doing the compressing and coming out into splitting. Yeah, true. Good point. Good um, point. So, yeah, it's weird. I'd like to – I don't know if you know anything more about that, but it would be interesting to see why it just simply doesn't seem to feature as prominently there. That I don't. But if any of our listeners have any clues, <laughs> hit us up and let us know. Throwing that one out to the crowd. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Uh, one of the other things is uh, the enormous variety around that basic salute that you mm-hmm. see in Chinese. So let's talk for a minute, if you would, Craig, about using this as sort of a, a, a tag or a recognition thing. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, you can definitely, definitely spot, uh, different things. Um, for example, uh, in Hungar, um, they will not just simply bring their hands up and, and do it. They'll take a cross step, uh, which literally you're stepping across your other leg, if you would, it's hard to describe here, but your legs form a 90 degree stomp kick type thing. And then you, and you're kind of making a block as you do. It's very martial, you know, application. And uh, then you step through into a cat, and you you form that the hand posture, but your hands aren't touching. Your right hand is making a fist, um, but actually the back of the fist is usually pulling back towards you, uh, facing you, and your left hand is making a, a tiger claw. And they're not even touching; they're separated. And the back of its hand is is also pointing at you, and you're kind of really flexing that tiger claw. And I mean, when somebody does that, it's you know immediately they're hungar. Yeah, know? and even just the salute tells you a little something about the system. Indeed, it does. It's like we like isometric tension, and mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. Yeah, and they're like ours, Northern Shaolin. It's much different. I mean, we have you know we do three bows when we go in class. We do one normal bow chin just throw up the salute, so to speak. Another one that's exactly the same as the hungar bit, except without the whole tiger claw thing and you know our hand and fist are touching and then one at the end that 
when we open it, it's the same way we open every single Northern Shaolin form. So it immediately tells you, bam, I'm going in Northern Shaolin, you know. Um, Fladgar, again, we'll bring them up one more time because they yeah. do the crane wings as they step out in that cross they dance. They do. Jalgar does as well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, a, a llama pie, which I'm I'm just now learning. Interesting left does different, you know. It's uh, Buddha space, so it has that whole Buddha palms together type thing. Ah. Um, so that was kind of an interesting thing to see. Um, and for those who don't know, I guess the kung fu knowledgeable out there are itching and waiting for us to mention this one big caveat in this whole thing is uh, uh, bak mei uh, or wide eyebrow style because their uh, bow chain is completely different. Um, <laughs> Where they make a, a what's called a phoenix eye fist or your index finger, uh, the knuckles kind of pointing out a little bit, you know, pokey pokey type thing. Right. And then you're making a willow palm on top of that fist. Um, you know, and a lot of times you'll see it completely uh, flipped over where it's the left hand doing the fist and the right hand doing the palm. Um, so that's a very interesting one as well, you know. Yeah, we don't need to try to list them all, but, no. you know, if if you're out there and you're interested in Kung Fu, it might be worth your time to do a little research on the different types of salutations that particular styles use, because yeah. they can let you know what you're in for and give you some sort of framework to think about what you're seeing. If you can spot right off the bat and go, oh, that's X, Y, Z, because they're the only ones that do that particular salute. Definitely. And, okay, I'll... I'll or I'll, if you can't translate the Chinese characters on the video... Bingo. But you can recognize the salute. You know, oh, he's doing that. Exactly. And that I'll tag on to this. This is kind of a, a ninja tip uh, of wisdom for you, um, is that <laughs> you'll see this a lot of time in styles where, where people will, will trade off forms. And so, you know, for example, in our auxiliary of Northern Shetland, we have some seven-star praying mantis forms. Um, and we have other, you know, different styles. But some people will... will then repackage the form by trying to put the opening and closing of their system onto the form. And some right, people rebranding. Don't, uh-huh. However, you, you'll see people totally screw up, not realizing the form's origin. The opening is actually a very long sequence. And so they misjudge where that stops and <laughs> they'll right. leave part of it in, mm-hmm. teach it. You'll see it on YouTube and you go, Oh my God, you're, a <laughs> you know, say it's this, uh, Blah, blah, blah form from this style, and it's like watching it. Okay, you forgot to polish up that bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> what else are you missing? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. But there you have it. Let's uh, now talking about in more of a modern context or even Western context, non Chinese context, you still have other ways that, uh, you know, people salute each other. I mean, shit, look at the military, you know. Oh, yeah. Tip up your visor so you can see the other buddy and, yeah. <laughs> And there's a common thread with all these other salutes mm-hmm. uh, and, and this salute. And we kind of touched on that already, but definitely uh, in, in the martial arts world, uh, if you're doing something sportive or if you're training with a partner or even if you're fighting a quote-unquote challenge match, mm-hmm. you by saluting, you're sort of agreeing to play by the rules. Yeah. Um, you know, and if that's MMA and you're going in and you guys touch gloves before you start, or if it's karate and you guys do the bow before you start or whatever, you're saying to that other person, okay, whatever the rules are, even if it's full contact, 
You're not going to kill the person. I'm I'm not trying to kill you. We're trying mm-hmm. to test our skill, and we'll treat each other with at least that much respect. Yeah, and respect is a huge bit of it. It's like, first off, thanks for even showing up. You right. Know, if it's a challenge match, you know. <laughs> yeah, or just bowing in and out of class with the people you work with. Mm-hmm. It, it shows respect to your teacher, and it shows respect to the other people that are sweating it out in the trenches yes. with you. And the people who went before you, all the, you know, not so much the legendary masters, just even Joe Bob Smith, who, you know, helped yeah. push the style along to get to you. Now, one of the differences you might find is occasionally you'll see in some MMA where someone disregards the sanctity of the salute because it's not legally necessary. Oh, yeah. And so you'll see guys walk out, and one yeah. guy's got his arm up to touch gloves, and you don't see this so much anymore because people are watching for it now because mm-hmm. those couple of assholes took advantage of it. Right. But somebody just says, you know, screw you, no glove touching, bang, mm-hmm. and it hits them while they're, you know... Yeah. While they're not really ready for it. You hate that, yeah. So caveat emptor for that. And frankly, if you're about to kick somebody's ass, there is no need for a salute. Yeah, true. And frankly, there's no time for it either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is strictly sort of a... It's a... Res- yeah, it's a... You do it among your peers. You know, uh-huh. you do it among your group or the people you're training with or whoever. But in that context, it's a great thing to do because it, you know, lets everybody know we're all here in the same boat. Yeah. It's that, I mean... It's tough to, to, to really describe, but we all know what it means. We've seen it in movies when you see just two badasses, let's say, in the movies, whether you're talking gunplay or anything, and they're about to have that final showdown. You know, the bad guy, good guy, doesn't matter. You're still not sure who's going to win because they're both skilled. They both respect each other, and they respect the skill they have. Right. You know, it's pensive, you know. Yeah. It's good shit. It's the part in the Chow, Chow Yun Fat movie where they're on either side of a, of a wall, <laughs> chit-chatting with each other, and they both reload at the same time. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> and then they turn around and start shooting again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else on that topic, Craig? Uh, not that I can think of. If I've missed anything and any of you out there here you know, would like to know something, shoot us an email and uh, we'll be sure to touch on it again. Absolutely. And, you know, we hope occasionally we're going to dive in on a discussion topic to one of these things that seems really small on the surface of it mm-hmm. and maybe insignificant, but, you know, can actually open out into a in, into a fairly oh yeah uh, intense discussion of history and philosophy. And, Indeed. And, and all we didn't even touch all the various applications, uh, even martial well, applications. You know, before we get off of it, let's just say that uh, in every system that I've ever seen, in their salutation, their expanded kung fu salutation, not mm-hmm. just putting the hands together, yeah. there are applications. Definitely. definitely. They're usually uh, really simple, mm-hmm. very, very basic application. Like in Shingy, even though we don't finish up with the – in Mbagwa, we don't finish up with the fist and palm thing. Right. Uh, you know, you do the gathering energy and pushing down to the side. Then you drill a punch and put a splitting up. Right. But uh, – and, you know, we'll cover this right up front when mm-hmm. somebody learns how to do that. And then we'll never really talk about it again because, A, it's an unlikely thing to happen. And, B, it's really easy to do. Right. But it's that, what if somebody comes up and tries to choke you? <laughs> yeah. They put both hands the double on, lapel grab. Right, the double yeah. lapel grabs. They put, you know, they're choking you. It's right. it's like a great counter for a choke, but it's also something like, ah, you know, this is all you really need for that. <laughs> yeah. but, and we're not going to even put it in a form because you're going to practice it every time you're getting ready to do mm-hmm. whatever anyway. And in Northern Shaolin, why don't you tell them real quickly what that looks like? Yeah, it's the uh, same kind of thing as I, as I mentioned with uh, the Hungar, you know, um, and... Uh, Basically, you, your two hands are, are coming together, you know, to make this thing. But in actuality, as you're taking a step, it's your left forearm is kind of blocking an incoming, you know, attack. 
Um, and at the same time, you're, you're stepping across and your right elbow um, is usually going underneath their arm and jacking them on the ribs. Um, and that's always a, a pleasant little thing. And if you have that proper structure, you're in a great place kind of underneath the, the armpit area that if they begin to turn or do whatever, all you got to do is lift your arm up right. a little bit and you roll their shoulder. Go to crane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, and so again, it's a very simple technique, an inside-to-outside parry mm-hmm. with a step and an elbow. Yep. But it's something that you're not really going to isolate by itself later on in the system exactly. and applications itself. Once they know what it is, they're just going to do it every time they do a form and yep. it's always in there, you know? Yep. Um, all right, cool. Well, we're going to load the uh, ticker tape up into the machine, and we'll be right back with news, news, news. Excellent. Coming to you live, without warning, from under the couch, it's news, 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 with your intrepid reporter, Craig Keesling. Hey, folks, here comes the news. Got a few interesting stories for you. I think, Dave, you'll really get a kick out of this first one. Just even with the first headline, Kung Fu Nuns Teach Cosmic Energy. Oh, God. Wait for it. Wait for it. Even better. It's better. To CERN scientists, CERN, I'm talking nuclear C-E-R-N CERN, <laughs> yes. This seminar brought to you by Fritoff Capra. <laughs> so in Geneva, um, we had a dozen kung fu nuns from an Asian Buddhist order displaying their martial arts prowess, doubt it, to bemused, bemused scientists <laughs> at yeah. CERN this week. At, as their spiritual leader explained how their energy was like that of the cosmos. So evidently this Tibetan Buddhist guy, uh, Gyalwang Drukpa, um, it's kind of the head of uh, his independent school of Tibetan Buddhism, um, brought his, his little kung fu nuns out there and uh, put on a, you know some forms and uh, was trying to explain, uh, I guess, Tibetan Buddhist cosmology to... The scientists, and uh, I'm sure that was an interesting experience. Uh, yeah, you know, that's all well and good if you couch it in a social or uh, philosophical context. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to flim-flam a bunch of CERN scientists into, you know, thinking, well, this is the, the way physical reality works. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It, now, let me... let me. I, I actually remember reading something about this from the other side. Yeah. From like, how the hell did this happen? It's, and you know what? I, I wish I'd known you were doing the story because I could have brought the counterpoint well, with me, but let, I don't have the information in front of me. <laughs> true. Now, let me, let, me, let me put this part in, too. Now, the news source on this one is Huffington, of course, Huffington Post. And so it's taken a funny edge yeah, to it. So, however, oh. however... The part they, they, they you know, they got to make it kind of funny, you know. The part that they're, they're kind of leaving out, too, though, is this guy is, is a cool cat. He only started this about three years ago. Um, and he's really kind of stirring up things in the Buddhist world because, keynote, uh, female being the key word here. Um, regardless of. Is there of, any other kind of nun? Well, what, point being is like uh, Buddhism has been one of the slowest to kind of come of age when it comes to gender equality. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's 
places where girls can't enter into the temple, you know, definitely not when they're on their, you know, time of the month. Right. Um, and they have to certain sit in certain places and yada, yada, yada. Not just from, from that dirtiness. Yeah, yeah. It's so anyway, he's, he's been trying to fight that whole thing. Um, and this also, the, the CERN thing is actually his effort to, to say, we're not anti-science and stuff like that. We'd love to work together and so on and so forth. Um, but I'd like to get down to the details on, on this because the cosmic energy stuff, you know, it just sounds hilarious situation. But I imagine there's more to the story than just that because I, I don't think he'd be that stupid. Right. <laughs> well, look, in terms of, you know, how you may want to couch it in your head while you're practicing with yin and yang and all that stuff, it's very simple. But it can be a helpful visualization tool for you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's a, but when it's you start talking to a CERN scientist, physicist about – cosmic energy <laughs> that term alone is far too vague to even mean anything to them yeah but that's my point again we don't know that he even used that word i seriously doubt it you know right. <laughs> i mean um let's let's move on because i've got it i've got some some interesting other ones here okay <laughs> all right um this next one i'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about but it's interesting and what we need to do is get uh steve kepfer to tell us more details on this Especially um, on the heels, coming on the heels of our last interview with him. Uh, remember, we were talking. Well, I said he wasn't coming back on unless A, you were on the show, and B, we just talked about <laughs> martial arts in general with him. <laughs> well, that part, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Fair no, enough. but also um, on the heels of discussion about female, again, notice the theme here. I like chicks in the martial arts world and competitive sports arenas and all that mm-hmm. um and how strike force was kind of the company or team that was having the female league and all that good stuff well evidently not so much anymore uh you know uh strike force uh evidently no longer uh doing this at all and ronda rousey uh has now confirmed a deal with the ufc so um, I'm yeah, curious. What to I'm learn wondering is who she's going to fight. <laughs> you? Well, hell no, I'm not tackling her. No, but what that says <laughs> is that evidently the UFC is taking a second look at this whole thing. I hope so, but know? if they need to sign a few other fighters at the same time, or, you know. That's right. She's just going to take people from the audience, or. <laughs> I'm sure she was just the hottest name to put out, you know, as far as the news, right, but I'm okay. sure they're slowly building the league, is what the, the whole story's hinting at. Well, Steve was saying, if I remember correctly, that Bellator might be taking over that mm-hmm. women's branch of that. Do you have anything on that? Uh, no, I do not. But evidently, it, they didn't have enough of a uh, of a deal going that that uh, Ronda liked it. Um, I mean, she's the first first chick to to join the UFC. Uh, all this happened days after a report uh, from TMZ, uh, literally indicating that Rousey would be joining the UFC. Um, and Dana White confirmed the move during an appearance on the Jim Rome show. He said, yes, it's official. Ronda Rousey did sign with the UFC. She has the whole package. I've never been interested in women's MMA. <laughs> you know, he says it right up front. Right. Um, first, there were just not enough good girls to create an entire division. But, uh, you know, evidently changed his uh, tune to that whole bit. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'd love you know, for Steve to get us a little bit more details on that as well. Some of the inner scoop. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to talk traditional martial arts with him first, though, to prime him. <laughs> <laughs> 
fulfill yeah. our contractual obligation. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do it. Well, keeping up with the uh, kind of MMA theme and uh, also on the callback, a while back we had a news story, I don't know if you remember, about a guy named Mayhem, Mayhem Miller, uh, MMA guy, who had broken mm-hmm. into a church, vandalized the whole joint, and, uh, you know, took the what do you call them, fire extinguishers, and just went berserko around, just high as a kite, evidently, and um, naked. Had himself <laughs> a little party up in yeah. there, in other words, yeah. When the cop showed up, he was still naked, just chilling on a freaking couch upstairs. Anyway, um, well, yeah. Vandalism will wear you out. <laughs> well, yeah, and you got to take a break, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing is, charges dismissed. Wait, they just dropped them? Dropped them. All right, well. Yep. Um, what do you think put, about that? Put an extra lock on your church out there, people. Because <laughs> evidently, yeah, evidently, this guy's got a license to spray. <laughs> spraying license and to praying in the church. Oh, yeah. good Lord. <laughs> spraying and praying spraying in the church. the fire extinguishers. Spraying and praying. I'm not going to do it. No, don't. Moving on to more serious topics. Bette Midler, of course. <laughs> Yes, Betton Midler evidently is a Tai Chi practitioner, and not just a practitioner. She studies with Ren Guangyi, private student with him. Mm. Um, and Ren Guangyi is, uh, if y'all don't know, he's actually kind of a Tai Chi bigwig, you know. Um, but practices chin style. And uh, she got into all this due to her husband, believe it or not, uh, Martin von Hazelberg, who started off in Choi Foot, believe it or not, mm. then moved on to Tai Chi with uh, Ren Guangyi back in 2002. Um, and was actually, you know, out even at the Tiger Claw uh, tournament out there in California and uh, won like a push hands division. So, Bette Midler, yes, she's your Taiji. Uh, you know, Bette Midler sort of strikes me as one of those uh, kind of chunky middle aged ladies that if they would do Taiji, that can, well, no, that can actually bounce your ass around with some Taiji if they yeah. learn it good enough. True. We've seen quite a few of the yeah, people that a, surprise us. It was a student in my Bagua class when I first started that uh, did not look so assuming at all. Mm-hmm. You know, early middle aged, kind of roundish. And then suddenly you're going boing, boing, and she's bouncing you off the walls. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry for not respecting you on site, but uh, <laughs> glad I to know, know you got that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, speaking of Kung Fu, everybody will be pleased to know that the oldest and most authentic Las Vegas Asian restaurant in Southern Nevada now has online ordering. That's right. Kung Fu Thai and Chinese restaurant can deliver after you order online at KungFuPlaza.com. <laughs> the restaurant's called Kung Fu Plaza? Yes, indeed. <clears throat> Kung Fu, Thai, and Chinese. Yeah. Did they deliver to here? Uh, not today. Damn. I know it. I'm kind of hungry. The pizza didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and keeping up with the uh, similar theme, and I know, Dave, I every time I drive past your house, you know, to go to class. I told and, you to stop doing that. Well, I, you have a nice window. It's just... <laughs> open <laughs> but uh i often see in that uh shopping center near your house a little food truck uh party going on you know it's become oh, yeah, a new yeah. thing every friday i believe they bring the food trucks out and park them out there yeah for lunch and it's it does quite well it fills up more of the parking lot than the regular restaurants and stuff <laughs> yeah in there. yeah 
Well, you'll be pleased to know that in Toronto, Canada, food trucks are, are going pretty dang hot. Uh, and who else to tell you about this but Alexander Rodriguez, who runs Kung Fu Taco. Yes. Coming to you February 2013 in Toronto, Canada, you'll be able to get banh mi sliders, yellowfin grouper taco, rice noodle burritos, and much more. <laughs> And D D D D D D. That's what. Well, I wait got. now. Why, <laughs> while you're off on these bizarre food stories, you don't like mention it. the one that's in our Facebook feed, the Haya <laughs> food truck, which was on the food truck race. Yes, on San Francisco. So if you're out in San Francisco, you can look on our on our <laughs> Facebook yep. feed for the Haya uh, web page and uh, Facebook page, and you can find out where they're going to be that day too. That's right. But that's for right. the rest of us, Craig's just sitting over there being a dick and making me hungry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trying to pass off the HuffPo for news. <laughs> <laughs> the HuffPo for news. Yeah. Politics, whatever. But their science and health coverage is terrible. Yeah, but at least they pointed me into a good story. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. All right. Well, uh, I think we've got one more small order of business before we put a wrap on this. We does indeed, I think. Um, so, Christmas yeah. Christmas presents. Give them to me. Yeah. <laughs> We'll try to do that live on air when we get back. There you go. Um, but uh, we wanted to touch base with this sometime before the end of the year, and since this realistically, folks, uh, this may be the uh, this may be the uh, last uh, last podcast you get for the year from us. <laughs> Happy New Year, hi. Yeah, um, we wanted to go back and reflect for a moment on uh, how we've done so far, That's season right. one of Hi Ya Podcast. So year we one. we yeah we have a. We have a few statistics here, and now these are kind of heavily weighted because we don't have anything until after episode 10 was out. Yeah. Well, we were basically so green that we didn't realize that, you know, we could do something. And some of the podcatchers won't let no, you do it yeah. until you're past 10 episodes. No, our stats giver wouldn't, wouldn't provide them till after episode 10. And when I went ahead and signed up for it, it didn't start actually showing up until episode 12. So I'm not really sure where the cutoff is there. Um, but yeah, so keep that in mind and also keep in mind that, um, if there are other types of, you know, pod catching technology, I mean, I, if there's another way that people are getting through these without going through our, you know, pod player, so to speak, um, and through iTunes, um, well, I, I'm thinking it should be pretty complete. It's just, you know, we're missing those months, but also there, there are methods that, you know, if, if, Somehow they grab the audio and it's not coming live from them. If it comes from a different source, we'll never be able to tell how many times it's downloaded from over there. You know, so these these numbers are just more of an not an estimate, but more of a gauge. Yeah, guideline. Yeah, but well, so far we have uh, a big number of uh, close to sixteen thousand downloads. Yeah, so that's total downloads from all sources that we can track. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and then. Unique. Let me explain that. We have unique just under or just over 12,000. What that means, unique visitors or unique downloads, means a brand new individual or a brand new IP address, you know. So um, if you've downloaded two of them, you know, it's still going to count as one. But if I download one after you, now we're a second one. So that's what makes it unique. Um, but looking at kind of our 
our top three, I think, most downloaded episodes is very interesting because, as you know, that recently changed because um, in the past it was completely different. Yep. But currently, our top three episodes or most popular downloaded items have been episode 17, number one. Skeptics in the house. Bingo. The Evan Bernstein. Evan Bernstein. Yep. It just goes to anybody out there that's doing a podcast of their own. Uh, you know, all of that other stuff aside, if if you can get someone with a with an already established podcast to just briefly mention you on theirs, mm-hmm. it can it can really help you get going. Yeah. So thanks again time. to him for that. It really yeah. helped boost us. And Tim Johnson as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Lineage, and uh, you know. We'll definitely be doing this type of thing again, talking with other people. Yeah, it's a little bit of schmoozing, but more so it's networking, um, you know, being able to help each other out. Uh, But, yeah, 17, and then uh, coming in second is 20, episode 20. And I can't remember off the top of my head who that is. Episode 20, if I'm not mistaken, was our discussion topic. Oh, wow. On uh, form technique versus principle. Wow. So just us, we're, you know, alone. It blows my mind, but I think that was the one. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, coming in close third is episode 19 just before then. So very interesting. Um, so basically the, what that means is not that our early guests weren't good, no, but some of that wasn't tracked. And also we've been steadily adding people. Exactly. Which is awesome. It is awesome. Um, yeah, and we, we had some pretty damn good numbers even beforehand. It was just that it, it's not going to be included, you know, with this bit. Um, one bit I mentioned to you in the in the Champagne Lounge I'll, I'll share with you guys. Uh, I found interesting just looking at kind of our web traffic was that uh, Macintosh users um, totally outweigh the Windows users as far as our listeners. So... Cool for you guys. <laughs> well, maybe that upgrade you guys recently got on iTunes will help with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I'll maybe tell you so. what caught my attention mm-hmm. um, was uh, some of the places were being listened to kind of surprised me. Oh, yeah, yeah. The most frequently, it's in the bathroom. <laughs> it's weird. No, not that. <laughs> I'm talking oh. about geographic. Oh, well, that's pretty specific. <laughs> I know we do drive people to the restroom to vomit and do other things, but <laughs> well, <laughs> it's only when we're doing a special show. Um, that is a special flat. No, I mean, the first three or four kind of what you would expect, but there were some places on there that just... Uh, Indeed. Yeah, it's like, okay, obviously, number one is USA. Um, Number one, USA, number one. (laughs) Let's go, USA. Um, Yeah, we have 8,000 and about 8,000 of the the downloads, so to speak. Next is the UK, kind of obvious, but quick drop-off, you know, only 1,200-something. But, yeah, the the English-speaking countries are kind of the the tops. Australia comes in third. Um, and then Canada fourth. But See, then that's kind of that kind of surprised me though. I would have thought Canada might be second because half the podcasts really? I listen to are from Canada for some reason. Not mine. I don't listen to any of them. And uh, I just thought maybe they were really wired into podcasting up there, <laughs> or maybe you're just wired into Canadian podcasts. Ah, right? you know they got some good stuff. Caustic Soda, um, a lot of film junk. Lots Those of are stuff. all based out of Canada. Yes, sir. Oh, very cool. Well, and they do have that sexy .ca. You know, for their web addresses, that is kind of hot. Not, not <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. But then it flips and joke goes all the way over uh, to the other end of the world. Um, but at first, I was kind of shocked by this, 
but it makes sense when you think about it, actually, is that the fifth one is China. <laughs> we have over 200 unique downloads in China. Yeah, don't the censors have anything to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? We are definitely explicit. Yeah, but we don't talk politics much, so I yeah, think that's what will get you in trouble over there. And here. Yeah. And then in, in Europe, oh, well, one that you might find interesting, uh, right after China is New Zealand, you know, right down there by Australia. China beat them out. Um, and then you come back over here and go south, Bermuda. We have close to 150 Bermuda unique downloads. I know. <laughs> and our most, uh, the most uh, frequently downloaded uh, country, or from, I guess, country in uh, Europe is Germany. Norway's, it comes after that, and most, then it goes down. Most people but. count England as, as being in Europe. They're in the EU, they just don't use the same currency. N- yeah, no. Nah. No? No. Nah. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're an island. That's yeah, fine. yeah. They're connected by a tunnel, though. Uh, yeah, but some people call that Asia. What? I mean, some people. Yeah. Some people say any damn thing, won't they, Craig? Yeah, they will. They will. They will. And yeah, there's, there's oh, 900, 1,000 other downloads that are coming in from mm, who wherever. knows where. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so if you're in Bogner Regis or Belfast and listening to us, hello, <laughs> hi Hello, hi back at you. Yeah. Send us a high on your native tongue. That'd be great. Yeah. Interestingly, um, everybody's listening to it differently, too. Um, you know, iTunes is the most popular source. Um, and then people are listening on their iPhones a close second and iPad third. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it's the mobile generation, but I just can't picture it. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't picture somebody. We're old, with man. IPad. We got to. We got to get with the program. Yeah, yeah. That was why a lot of those updates that happened on iTunes recently were went into effect. Mm-hmm. Increasing the image size and all that stuff was for iPads. Yep. The way I understand it. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, forgive us for these last couple of episodes from doing a little housekeeping around here, but <laughs> it's the holidays. and You need it. We need it. We needed to do it. That mailbag was getting way too full yeah, last episode. So uh, we'll try not to let it build up that much again. That's right. Well, plus it was hard to ignore the death threats, read or die, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that may bring us to the end of year one. Uh yeah, I'm going to be traveling for 10 days right around the holidays, and you yeah. know, everybody else in the world is going to be upside down with upside their schedules. Down. So, well, you know, the, the Australians are upside down. Yeah. But, um, no, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to squeak another interview in before then. Uh, it might happen, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll be but back. We got them planned for you. We got yeah. quite a pack. <laughs> we'll be back once coming. everybody's... Uh, Got their holidays out of the way and can settle down and talk martial arts with us. That's in right. The new year, we'll have a we'll lot more of the same We'll help you work off all that turkey weight and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. This mouth boxing sure is wearing me out. It sure is. It's wearing me out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, as always, contact us on uh, our Facebook page. Uh, oh, hi, uh, yeah. Let me uh, throw this out there. Forgot to mention. Uh, now there's even more little things to say at the end when you want to say contact us. We now are on Twitter finally. Yes, folks, you can find us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash high up podcast. Do a search. We've got like three or four followers already, and I haven't yeah. figured out how to use it yet, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on that. And uh, Maybe I, I can we... feed you some tidbits over the holidays during the dry spell with that. There you go. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. We're also on Google Plus as well. And you can see it on the site. If you go to the site and you see the little subscribe buttons over there, you'll see a bunch of new little icons where you can click and talk to us in other ways. Yeah. And, uh, you know, during this little bit of downtime, we're going to be calculating new ways to improve the show. So please mm-hmm. keep the cards and letters coming, especially if you have any suggestions for us. Mm-hmm. Or personal uh, yeah. checks. One thing I may steal from another podcast that I like is doing a uh, Twitter question with each episode. What is we, Twitter? Well, you just told me. that was No, but that was a Twitter question. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're so lucky I can't read Tweet you. of the week. Yeah. Come on. No, but we'll throw it out there a couple of hours before they do the show and give people a, a chance to tweet their little answers in to the question, and then you know, maybe I we'll like read a few it. of them on air. I like it. Uh, so, yeah. So there's lots of little stuff like that we're going to puzzle over while we're yeah. on the downtime. Yeah. And we'll be looking forward to getting back to all you critters. Definitely. But in the meantime, we're going to enjoy being away from you. You're starting to stink. <laughs> so that's mailbag at highi.com. Uh, Facebook page. Uh, don't forget about Sambo Steve's blood drive. And frankly, Definitely. if you're anywhere on the planet and they need blood, go out and give it to them this holiday season. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, if you want to give us a gift. Unless they spill it. Go to iTunes. Rate and review. We're not sure how that algorithm works, but it does help. So yes. the more yes. we get, the better off we are. And uh, on that note, see ya! Well, the carpet has been drinking. Yes, the can opener has been drinking. I see the typewriter has been drinking. Oh, the doorbell has been drinking. Well, I'll be Peter Murphy. Come on in. Hello, Tom. How's it going? Uh, you know, the usual. I'll tell you, this lawsuit thing against that drag queen in Georgia is really taking forever. What brings you over here, Pete? Well, Tom, through the night I've been tortured by fever dreams of a lovely and ethereal woman child perpetually beyond my taunted reach, driving me to the very brink of madness. Hmm, jeez. Well, I hope she's stacked. <clears throat> Say, Pete, I'd offer you a drink, but I'd down the whole thing myself already. Then, Tom, for lack of spirits, let us toast this cold and empty Noel with a song. That's not a bad idea. Oh, give me a noose I can hang from the tree. I need no excuse to end my misery This holiday season is all the more reason to die One green and one red And I walk alone Where they bury the dead The snow falls as I grieve It's a gothic death rock Christmas Eve The bottle is empty The sleigh has a flat The stripper in my bed is a
is a pain in the nuts When it's your career to be down in the dumps Tidings of comfort and joy really suck Is pulling my leg This thing we call Christmas Is a sorry black plague This holiday season Is all the more reason All the more reason to die